Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio and your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the second hour of Gun Sports Radio. This hour is brought to you by our good friends at Cali Key. Drop in a Cali Key into any AR-15 or AR-10 to instantly make it California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Look for our shows on your website, favorite uh, podcast platform as well. It's real easy. Go to gunsportsradio.com. That's gunsportsradio.com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone. And unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. You know, bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. All right, this segment is brought to you by the San Diego County Gun Owners, www.sdcgo.org. You need to join up, and it'll be the best thing you ever did, and the most beneficial $10 spent per month ever. The segment is The Blogger with Joe Dramisi. Hey, Joe, what do you got today? Hey, well... Um, cowboy boots? No, no cowboy boots. Just uh, back here making radio great again, you know? Absolutely. But, uh, but I've got um, the uh, blog article this week. So um, what I wrote about was uh, shall not be infringed. And uh, actually, I wrote about the infringed part. But I uh, had to go in with the whole phrase. Might as well go with it. But the um, this came about um, in a recent article I wrote. I, somebody commented on there, and they um, they took the um, the definition for infringed, which uh, I have to say I never really actually looked up that word. I just always assumed I knew what that meant. But um, when I looked it up, if you look in the uh, well, Merriam-Webster is the definition that I used, but it says to encroach upon in a way that violates the law or the rights of another, which is exactly how it's used in the uh, the Second Amendment. And um, I was looking at it, and, you know, the question is, do governments, you know, are we infringing all over the place? And, and we all know the answer to that. But um, just to take a look at that, because, um, you know, if we, we have, I mean, we're a, we're a country of laws, and we have a Constitution. And the Constitution, like if you look at the Second Amendment, it doesn't, that doesn't give us um, the right to keep and bear arms. It essentially you know, protects that right and it protects us from the government, you know, taking away that right. And um, if you look at, in, in California, for instance, like the different laws, if we, um, if we look at, uh, say, the handgun roster, we talked about that a little bit earlier, mm -hmm. um, not being able to buy handguns that are in common use all around the country, uh, the law prohibiting 18 to 20-year-olds or 21, 20-year-olds, I guess, uh, from purchasing handguns, mm -hmm. um, you know, the uh, open carry, I guess, is uh, illegal in California. And, and a lot a lot of Californians can't get a concealed carry permit. So, 
Um, you know, we fortunately don't have that problem anymore in San Diego County, but uh, people in L.A. and near San Francisco and stuff have that issue. And just um, the mischaracterization of uh, a modern uh, American sporting rifle, the most uh, right. was it the most popular platform in the country, and you mischaracterize that as a weapon of war, and now you heavily restrict it. Um, you know, I would say all that stuff is is infringing on the rights, really, of uh, of Americans. And um, you know, we work on this kind of stuff, and and we do a lot here. You know, talking about getting the right people elected. And uh, trying to, you know, ensure that we don't have these kinds of laws anymore. And we have three branches of government, I think, for a reason. And, you know, I think it's time for the Supreme Court and these people to, to step in and say, you know, the Constitution, we either have one or we don't. And all of the rights that are, you know, preserved in the Constitution, you know, should be, uh, I don't know, enforced, but paid attention to. You know, if we're going to write laws in this country... Mm -hmm they can't be contrary to things that are in the constitution mm -hmm. and especially with the second amendment stuff. I mean, but, but this is true for all the, all the, uh, the things in the constitution, but for our second amendment, um, you know, with, with all these different States and, and to be fair, most of the country is, is okay with the second amendment, but there are, you know, we live in one of the worst States that way. And there's probably six or seven others that are, that are bad like that. But you can't, when you write laws that, that make it excessively difficult for someone to purchase a firearm or to purchase uh, ammunition or for a business that's, um, you know, in a firearms related type business to stay in business because they're excessively regulated yeah. and taxed. You know, those are all forms of infringement because if, if you look at some of these laws, they don't really accomplish anything. I mean, if you want to fairly look at these laws and, you know, not be emotional about it or not be biased about it. What you have to ask, what do they accomplish? Do they make us safer? Um, do they reduce crime or impede criminals? And, and the answer really, if you want to be objective about it, is no, they don't. So what, you know, the other possibility then is, is it's intentional infringement. It's they're there to discourage you from owning firearms. Yeah. So, um, so that's what uh, we wrote about anyway this week. And I, you know, I, I hear... Uh, a lot of people think, well, I'm not going to comply and I'm just not going to commit a crime and everything will be fine. I can't tell you how many times I hear from people just this last week, a uh, conversation came to mind. A guy called and said, hey, I, I'm not sure what to do, um, but I, I, he needed an attorney because they changed the laws on ARs. He still had his bullet button. Didn't know. You know, if you're not if you're not in our world. No, that's exactly right. You and don't hear these when they move the goalpost. You don't know about it. See, and that's another reason why I'm saying, and I hate to you know depend on the courts and everything to fix this stuff, but it's gone on for a while now, and and they really do have to stand up and say you just can't do this kind of stuff for exactly that you know that reason is because you can get in trouble and not even know it. I mean, with the uh, the magazine ban and the magazines that we have out here. Okay, for a week, it became legal for me to buy a standard capacity magazine. Okay, great. So now I have some. Um, and I have my legal AR style rifle. I have my legally purchased and owned 30 round magazine. But if I put the two together, I'm now committing a crime. I, I could run my 10 round magazines in the AR platform that I have, and that's fine. 30 round, no, that's a crime. Well, because if we let you put that 30-rounder in, Joe, you'd immediately run out and rob a 7-Eleven. I just know it. So that's 
I mean, it's there's just no ludicrous. Twinkie safe. <laughs> just ludicrous. And that, by the way, what you just said is is the entire basis for our lawsuit that that every San Diego County gun owners member is a part of uh, against the assault weapons ban, which is in effect a, uh, a a gun. It's a gun ban. You know, call it what it is. It's a gun ban. Exactly. And and you know, people do have to fight. And I'm glad we do what we do. And I'm glad people are joining us to do this. And we have to keep the pressure on too. But at some point, I th- I think our I think the court has to stand up and say, "Hey, you know, we're, we we just can't do this." Well, they definitely should. You know, you we, you you posted your the article that you're referring to here on on our Facebook page, San Diego County Gun Owners Facebook page. The first comment, I don't know if you read it, uh-huh. by Jim Dodd. Yeah, I saw that. So I don't know if you know Jim. He's he's a friend of mine. He's a really good guy. He was a part of he was a plaintiff in the uh, in the Peruta case when when they sued for the you know the uh, concealed carry and. That was a case that should have gone to the to the Supreme Court, and they should have affirmed that yes, you, you know, you don't have to have some silly good cause to uh, to have a, a CCW. It's a right, but unfortunately, the Ninth Circuit Court said, "Hey, it's you don't have a constitutionally protected right to concealed carry," which is absolutely ridiculous. But I thought that that was uh, extremely appropriate that he was the first comment because he's with you, you know, and we're all with you. But I mean, he knows firsthand, you know, what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Jim's kind. I haven't met Jim yet. Uh, I hear he has a great haircut, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I haven't met him yet. The three of us should all go get our haircut together. <laughs> yeah. A little inside joke there. We all seem to go to the same place and the same haircutter. Um, but yeah, and that's, that's another good example of that. And, um, you know, and aside from, I was saying they, these things don't make us any safer. They don't, they actually, uh, I think make us less safe because like with my AR, for instance, um, I have to modify it to be compliant in California, which I've done. And, um, you know, the, the device that I use to modify it is, is great and I like it, but uh, it worked itself loose to where the magazine was just dropping out. And uh, I kind of had an idea what it was, but I had to take it in. Actually, I took it to uh, AO Sword there and one of the guys uh, showed me which two screws to adjust and how to do that. But... Um, Anyway, great article this week. Uh, a lot of uh, attention already on the uh, Facebook site. A whole bunch of likes and a bunch of comments and things in cool. the first few hours. So nobody, check it nobody's out. Nobody's chasing you down yet? Not yet, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, make sure you go to San Diego County Gun Owners or just go to sdcgo.org. Look up the blogger, and trust me, you will be educated. <laughs> right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Yeah. Hey, folks, hey, California's assault weapon laws makes it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mill spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact and a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right. If for no other reason, buy a Cali Key because Escano is a fun name to say. 
Yes, that is a fun name. Yeah. He's the guy that came up with the Cali Key. He does a fantastic job. Huge supporter. I can't tell you. I, I don't know anybody that's working harder to put himself out of business than Escano. Yeah. He, yeah, he really know. wishes we didn't have to deal with these stupid laws. But yeah. in the meantime, he's got a solution. Yes, he does. And it's an easy solution. Yeah. All right. So what do we want to chat about? Well, you know, so we were just talking about, hey, what, you know, what does this all go towards? You know, the dinner and the fundraising and the member uh, membership dues and all this stuff. One thing I want people to, uh, to be aware of is about a year and a half ago, um, Orange County folks heard what a great job we're doing in San Diego and started Orange County Gun Owners. Yeah. And uh, about six, eight months ago, um, some folks in Riverside heard about what a great job we're doing and they started Riverside County Gun Owners and just about... Two months ago, and we had him on uh, to talk about it. We had Lauren Campbell come on and talk about it. He started San Bernardino County Gun Owners, and it's you know we're helping this whole thing happen, and we're making sure that it that it that they have the resources, they have the infrastructure. And are we making any? Are we making anybody nervous in Sacramento? I think we're making a lot of people nervous. We're making a lot of people nervous. Um, it's uh, um, I'm seeing attempts. How should I phrase this? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm Politically it, correct. Well, I'm seeing uh, the other side, for lack of a better term, the anti-gun folks, the gun grabbers, yeah. um, attempting to match the amount of work that we do, and 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 fang- frankly, not not doing a good job of it. Right. Um, I mean, we're we're far better organized. We're far better. We're far more professional. We have a far better plan. Uh, the only thing that's missing is is you. You know, not yeah. you, Dave, but you know, you, no, you I know the what listener, you mean. Yeah, the you know. general public. Um, because but, you can't sit at home and listen to this show. No one's going to do it for you. And say, hey, those guys are doing a great job. Boy, rock on. No, 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 no. No, it, it's just like when you when you built the pyramids, one person couldn't do it. Yeah. Everybody had to do it. But Orange County, we we're doing a How to Be a Second Amendment Activist seminar up there. It's a four-part series, uh, hour and a half each at their monthly meetings. And uh, the first uh, first session uh, was uh, last last month, and the second session is on the twenty seventh at JT Schmidt up in Anaheim. If you know anybody in Orange County, if you're listening in Orange County, um, and Riverside and San Bernardino decided that was such a good idea that they're going to do they're going to do it all in one shot on one day at April April eighteenth, um, and uh, it's a seminar that teaches you know. For years as an activist, I was told, hey, uh, you know, send more emails, make more phone calls. There's a horrible gun bill coming up, you know, call, light up the phones in Sacramento and send emails and print out the email and mail the email. Oh my God, there's gotta be something else. There's gotta be something more effective. Mm -hmm. So we put together about a six hour curriculum that shows you how to be effective, Mm -hmm. how to be an effective activist all the way from, you know, things to do, actual arrows to put in your quiver, things that you, you, you do as an activist, you know, and, and what does work and what doesn't work. And, we have case studies to show you uh, how things are uh, uh, have worked and and why think why certain things don't work and what is activism. And I think that's a good idea because all the people that want to help don't know what to do. Yeah, the only thing they think of, well, I just got to throw money at a at a politician. Yep, and that's not necessarily the, yeah everything. Right. I mean, it's an important part. You know, making sure that you're you're the the politi- you want the politician that you're supporting to outspend the other guy. You know, ten to one. But, but I think they but should. It's not the only thing. There's yeah. a lot of things you can do, and they should do it without my money. Without your money? Well, if you're going to run for office, what are you borrowing the money from me for? You're not. <laughs> you're not very well prepared. Well, because it takes that money. You know, if you know. look at uh, like, if you look at like, uh, for example, there are nine city council members in uh, San Diego, the city of San Diego. Right. 
there's a hunt, what, what, one and a half million people, 1.6 million people in the city, something like that. Yeah. So you divide that out. I mean, you're looking at a hundred thousand plus voters in each district. Yeah. How do you, you got to get your message? How, how else are you going to get your message? And the problem is, you know, if everybody did what they're supposed to do, if everybody did, you know, said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to research. I'm going to find out where these folks are talking. I'm going to go talk to them. I'm going to find out about them. But they don't. People just don't do that. So it's up to the the uh, candidate to get his message or her message to to the public, and that it well, takes the only a lot thing, of the money. only reason I bring this up because I'm being inundated, and it's got to the point where, oh well, I'm really bummed. You know, you didn't respond. I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Me- no, 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 no. I don't want to hear your crybaby story. <laughs> I really don't. If you present to me why you need right. a donation. I'll do it. And one of them sent his sister, sent me an email. Hmm. And one of them used you. Yeah. I got that email, by the way. I get used a lot, Dave. I know. And I'm um, thinking, wait, I mean. Not in a good way either. No. So, well, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but, sometimes. So, there's a couple of things. First off, if you've never heard of a candidate, don't vote for him. Exactly. Second, if you can't verify that a candidate has been endorsed by some gun organization, then don't it. vote for him. Yeah. Or her, anybody. It's not hard to do research today. It's not, but but it's also so. Let me give you something. Just happened up in San Bernardino. A uh, guy reached. We reached out to him. Say, hey, here's our questionnaire. We don't want to sit down and talk to you, whatever. So he submitted his questionnaire, and we had some conversations with him. Was and, he a politician? But running for office, okay. running for local office, and the first couple of statements were, yeah, you know, I'm pro Second Amendment, big constitutionalist. I'm, it's very important to me. Blah blah blah. Well, that sounds great. You know, hey, I, I was a Marine, no longer, you know, in the Marine Corps, but it's extremely important. Everybody, okay, well, this, this is going to be great. Every other answer. And, and he, was pro, he was fairly pro CCW, but he was all for magazine bans. He was all for the assault weapons ban. He was all for the pistol ban. And, you know, when you start digging down, that's you know, an organization like art. We find that out and go, whoa, that's this, not somebody you want. This is a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know, this is somebody now imagine if you're at, uh, you know, this guy goes and talks to the VFW, you know, and 150 VFW guys are going, hey, cool. He's he's a Marine. I'm a Marine. He says he loves the Constitution, says he loves the, Con- the Second Amendment. I'm voting for him. Mm-hmm. And he gets into office. And what happens? He does exactly what he said he would do. Yeah, right. But and meanwhile, he's going, hey, this, you know, I don't think this stuff. I don't think an assault weapons ban I've uh, noticed violates a lot of, the Second I've Amendment. I've noticed in a lot of military people are for these bands i don't know about a lot but it's a higher percentage of police and military than should be yeah i don't understand it yeah i don't i you know i don't understand well, again, it part of that too though is you know we make the assumption that okay they're military or they're law enforcement so they know a lot about guns and gun policy and stuff and you know and i found when we were doing the the sheriff's thing with dave myers and i was talking to him that, you know, here's a career law enforcement guy yeah. that was pretty far up there. And there was a lot of stuff he just wasn't aware of. Right. And it's, you know, unless they're gun guys, because when uh, when you, you know, talk to law enforcement, a lot of law enforcement people, for instance, look at the gun as, okay, it's another tool on my belt. I need to qualify, you know, with it and I need to use it, but I'm not a gun guy. I don't go out of my way to learn it and have fun with it and do all this stuff with it. And, um, you know, when you're in that situation, you don't get aware of the stuff the other thing at least in california is they're exempt from a lot of these goofy laws that we have to deal with and so it doesn't impact them when they go into a gun shop they can buy whatever they want to buy yep and uh you know so a lot of times you would think that they would know and they'd be aware but they're really not yep 
They don't care. It and doesn't. It doesn't affect me. Why should I care? Yeah, I was really surprised to find that out though, or discover that. I, I know a guy. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name him. Nope. But uh, I know a guy who uh, retired from a local police department. Big into, into guns. You know, big gun guy. It just you know, it, as as gun guy as as all of us, or maybe even more so. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, "Yeah, it's funny." He said, uh, "You know, I, I got into you know went to the academy and." You know, got assigned to uh, to my first partner. I started talking to guys. I'm like, hey, this is cool. We get to carry a gun. And here's here's my gun. What's your gun? And he said, none of them, none of them were into it. They were like, oh, I don't know, whatever they issued me. You know, I don't even know. And he's like, what? You know, <laughs> this is part of the reason I'm a cop is because we get so to I can carry you know, a gun. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it really is. Um, but, you know, the amount of, of uh, vetting that we do you know, is, is crucial. It's important. And these other, uh, these other counties are, are, are following suit and they're, they're doing the right thing. And I have to say (laughs) when you vet a politician and they don't pass the mustard, nobody's more brutal. (laughs) I'm serious as a heart attack. I would hate to be a politician and having you vet me if I not, didn't believe in the second amendment rights. I got to tell you, I know too many people who think that politicians are their friends. Oh, and they're you know there are a lot of good politicians out there, but you you got to check the the personal uh, relationship at the door. You know they're 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 not there to be your friends. You're yeah, not there to be their their right. friend. You There's only to, a few I can think of. They've been on this show. You have to look at it like a job interview. Yeah, you know I, if if good I sh- way to look at it. If I show up to get a job from you, are we friends? No, no you got to get to the heart of the matter. Is this person going to be able to perform that job or not? Right, and if they're not, you know, get out of here. Yeah, let me get somebody else. <laughs> you're no, you're wasting my time. You're absolutely right. So I, it, but some it, politicians like to come across being your friend. Well, they want to be your friend. So not just be, me, but yeah, in general. No, I'm like, just saying in general. So one thing I told my wife, I said, you know, I, I said, you know, one thing I've discovered is and this is years ago. So one thing I discovered is if there's a politician in the room with a hundred people, and ninety nine love him or her. And one person doesn't like that that politician, mm-hmm. you know, sits there in the corner with their arms crossed. Mm-hmm. Guess who that politician is going to spend all their time with? That guy. That one person. Trying you know, to convince the, him. The other 99 are in his or her pocket. Right. You know, it's that one person. In the Which area. is unfortunate because you need to treat everybody equal. It is. But you know what? Be that one person. <laughs> You'll get free lunch. <laughs> You'll get free drinks. All right, folks. Hey, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Not because we want to, but because we have to. On FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, do you need to take a CCW class for your San Diego CCW? Well, do you want one in Arizona, Florida, or even a multi-state CCW? Well, just visit CCWUSA.com. Piece of cake. CCWUSA offers small class sizes and expert instructions to fit your schedule and your wallet. Three classes every month. Two weekend classes, all starting at 8 a.m. Classes fill up quickly. Go book now. Private lessons are available as well. 
Great dates and times to meet your busy schedule. Check their website for details on how to apply for your San Diego or other multi-state CCW at CCWUSA.com. That's CCWUSA.com. Hey, folks, have you been to A.O. Sword Firearms in El Cajon yet? Well, you got to get over there. They've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repairs to full custom firearms. A.O. Sword Firearms Stores located in 929 East Main Street in El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com or call 619-749-4867. Bill, buy, or repair. A.O. Sword Firearms is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com or give them a call 619-749-4867. And make sure you tell them you heard it right here on Gun Sports Radio. All right, Michael, what do you got for us? Is Dave's not calling in? No. What happened to that guy? He's He's online. Oh, he is online. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, I was going to start crying. Well, I asked. Hey. Listen to him whimpering in the corner. How you doing, buddy? (laughs) Good, good. I I, I did cut it down to the wire, though, man. I just had a a 20-minute trip home from the uh, gun range take Uh, 40 minutes. I hate that. Uh, Where? Lemon Grove? Is that where you were? Yeah, I was up at Alpine at Lemon Grove Rod and Gun Club. Uh, fantastic day today. I, I was up there since uh, uh, just after lunch with uh, nine new shooters, showing them some uh, handgun and some tactical shotgun, and they just they loved the afternoon. They had a great time, and fantastic. I, I that's really near and dear to my heart. Three, uh, actually four kids, so they had a great time. Oh wow, that's even better. So, yeah. so were you able? To, were you able to beat the kids? No, you know I'm such a good teacher that they they quickly surpassed me. <laughs> I don't know what my line is there. No, I don't know what your line is there either, but that's a good one. So, what do you got uh, for us today, sir? Uh, you know, I'm so I'm so discombobulated from my uh, from rushing to get here. I, I don't have much for you. I just kind of wanted to co- uh, continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, I'm not sure that everybody. Uh, is aware of this, but I am uh, the only uh, federal firearms dealer that I know of in California who is also a elected uh, politician. I served as the uh, president of the uh, um, La Mesa Spring Valley School District for a term. Uh, would would have run again, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm certainly certain I would have uh, won by a wide margin. Uh, because of uh, uh, a lot of specifically gun rights um, publicity that I'd been given by uh, by the opposition, and we had strong support. But uh, I moved out of the district. I moved to El Cajon, and of course, you got to uh, for school board. Uh, you got to live in the district that you're representing. Right, right. I wasn't able to run again, but I bring it up because I tell you, um, and uh, uh, maybe a counter, not a counterpoint, but but. The other side of the same coin that Michael was mentioning, uh, as a politician, uh, a lot of people worry about, oh, I have my positions and how I feel on issues, but but maybe if I'm if I'm too honest about those things, maybe people won't like me or maybe not enough people will like me to 
get elected again or reelected. To that, I say, be who you are. Be true to your your values and and your morals, and uh, I hope the Constitution, and and let the people carry you into office if if you're fit to represent them with those values that you have. But man, you got to be preach it if, if you're. I like this. If you're going to be wishy-washy, if you're going to be if you're not going to stand up especially under pressure, especially under the directed specific pressure that people will bring bad-mouthing you in the media coming to your board meetings and saying, "Oh, you're an evil person" and lying right in front of you about you and because of decorum or propriety or whatever, you can't you can't defend yourself, you can't uh call out their bold-faced lies. If you can't stand the pressure and still stay true to what you believe, don't be in politics. Don't do that. Amen. Awesome. Well yeah. put. That's why I like yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. And, I mean, there's some other the reasons, team. but that's one of the big reasons. <laughs> Thanks. And, and, and even though I was a politician, we can still be friends. <laughs> you know, I heard I, I, I like there's a phrase I, I, I like, Dave, and I want to see what, what you think is, uh, you know, people say, hey, uh, you know, if you're walking down the street, if you're on the left side, you're safe. If you're on the right side, you're safe. But if you walk down the center, you get squished. And, and I don't yeah, nec- a- I don't necessarily mean left and right side of, of the political spectrum. But I think what that what that's saying is, you know, if you try to, you know, straddle the fence, if you try to kind of please both sides, you know, you get you get you get smacked. But if you if you pick a side and go, hey, this is what I believe in, you're going to you're going to get the support you need. Absolutely right. I, I, I 100% agree with that. There's a wonderful quote by uh, the uh, the illustrious Mr. Miyagi, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did he say, is that where I got that? that oh, yeah. That, that quote's from Miyagi. Kid, brother. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's humiliating. <laughs> you just ruined his day. I want you to know. I just quoted Miyagi. Now for quoting the wisdom of Mr. Miyagi. You know, my whole political, uh, you know, platform is based on the teachings of Mr. Miyagi. Yes, so. and you do well, hey, sir. You you couldn't go ha- half wrong on that because uh, you know you're, you're sticking up against the evil Cobra Kai and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> the word they were misunderstood of, of the. Uh, uh, what was it? The uh, Montgomery Wards or the the Sears belt? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What kind of belt do you have? Uh, five ninety nine Sears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Are you? What, are you a black belt? No, Sears five ninety nine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like all of your knowledge of classical music coming from Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is getting deep. <laughs> Were you guys talking about the the founding fathers earlier on the show? Yes. Um, something I uh, brought up to uh, Lance when uh, he mentioned that on the lineup is uh, uh, today I have seen interpretations saying that, well, you know, that was, that that was meant for hunting, but no, of course it wasn't. And I I don't want to retread ground that you've already gone over, but, uh, or they say, well, it was really for personal defense or self-defense or only for use in a militia, but definitely not weapons of war, definitely not weapons of mass destruction. And I, I really want to set, uh, set that straight. Um, in in the, uh, um, the, the, the period immediately after our independence and all the way through the Civil War, as a matter of fact, uh, and I, I don't know when exactly this stopped, but uh, I can tell you it was in existence at the beginning, uh, in the Founding Fathers period, um, merchant, uh, merchant vessel owners, people who owned sailing ships and boats, uh, 
they were they were not just allowed to, but uh, all but mandatorily encouraged to own cannons. <laughs> Uh, for for the defense of their boats out on the seas, and and so anyone could own a cannon, and and in in eighteenth century uh, military and warfare, that was the weapon of mass destruction. That was the thing that you could load with um, supersized buckshot, you know, nails, and and scrap, and and shot, and and take out an entire swath of hundreds of people in the enemy's uh, uh, battle line. Those were the weapons of mass destruction of their time, and they were ex- and, and, and individuals, private citizens, were expected to own them and outfit them for their own defense. Um, yeah. Same goes for cavalry. People were expected to uh, to uh, maintain their own ability to muster cavalry, and and cavalry. What is the modern equivalent of that? Tanks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, if, if, people, if people really wanted to get educated on that and just really wanted to understand what the Second Amendment is, uh, Michael recommended a great book, which I'm about a quarter of the way into. It's the uh, the Founders' Second Amendment. Is that what that was? Yeah, uh, yep. And uh, t- Stephen uh, Holcomb. Holcomb, yeah, yeah something like that. And and it was just, uh, I mean, it's it's the guys looking at, he reviews just different documentation, articles and letters and things like that between the actual uh, founders and the people of that time. So you get a real feel for what they were thinking when they created all that stuff. And it's, um, it's very enlightening. Uh, the stuff you hear about it now is just ridiculous. It's, it's a shame. That's because they've never read it. Good stuff in there. Hey, I have a gunsmith question. Can we, we got a couple of minutes. Can I ask you a gunsmithing question? Absolutely. So I've noticed that there are certain pieces, parts that uh, you can't like. I I couldn't order from like Brownells or um, Midway or, or even directly from uh, from the manufacturer unless I proved them I'm a certified gunsmith. Have you? Have, mm-hmm. are, have you? Can Can you explain that? Like, why why do they do that? Or or what? What's what are the limits? What, what can you tell us about that? Sure. So there are. Uh uh, I'm going to put this in uh, relatable terms. Uh, Glocks are a fantastic tinker toy gun, uh, uh, just like AR-15s. And what I mean by that is they are mass-produced with a fairly wide tolerance, and uh, you can essentially drop in most aftermarket parts, and and they're going to they're going to run. Everything's uh, has a has a broad enough tolerance. It's, it's not tightly hand fit so that you can just replace your part and put something else in there. And if you like it, great. If you, if you don't, you, you pull it back out and put something else on there. Um, a gun like a 1911 is for the most part, a hand fit gun. Uh, so you cannot just take, for example, a Wilson combat thumb safety and, and, and stick that in the gun. As a matter of fact, it, it probably won't even physically insert into the gun because it has to be um, very precisely cut at multiple angles and multiple depths. Um, same thing for a, a grip safety on the 1911, uh, uh, the trigger. Uh, all of the ignition group requires hand fitment and tuning. Uh, otherwise, not only will it not run, but generally it won't even go into the gun. And uh so any piece like that that requires precision fitment is generally restricted by the uh, manufacturer as a gunsmith fit only part. 
Um, Interesting. I'm trying but, to remember what yeah. this was. Yeah. I think it was the. Uh, I think it was from a Mossberg 500. Uh, they have a uh, the the trigger group. They have like a metal one and they have a plastic one. I think I was trying to upgrade to a metal one, and I think they said, yeah. "Nope, got to go through a, uh, uh, a you know a gunsmith." They wouldn't send that, it to me. That is the most common one that we see. Um, in that case, uh, we we generally do not have to uh, hand fit that. Uh, uh, I believe that 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 particular piece is more of a liability concern that they don't want those uh, uh, trigger groups out there in uh, uh, for liability mm. uh, perceived or real uh, to to be dropped into. Um, Dropped in by the end user. Ah, gotcha. Interesting. All right, buddy. Hey, it's always good having you on. Now you can go sit down and relax and and get, <laughs> and get ready for American Idol. Good stuff. <laughs> right All here. Right. Thank you very much, guys. You're the best, buddy. Dale Sword, folks. Get over there and check that man out on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Welcome back, Gun Sports Radio. Can you believe two hours is almost over? Yeah. Man. But don't worry. Don't worry. You can go to GunSportsRadio.com and listen to any shows we've aired. In case you missed this one. California's assault weapon laws makes it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. Converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight-pull bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution, no milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford. Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's CaliKey.com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone. And unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at affordable price. Bad guys don't take the day off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. Hey, home mortgage interest rates are dropping like crazy, and you need to check them out. Looking to buy, sell, or refi, or maybe reverse mortgage? Well, you need a mortgage guy you can trust. Chris Wiley is our recommendation at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris at 619-722-1303 or go to primeres.com backslash alpine. All right. Sam the Gunman, are you there, my friend? What's kicking, buddy? Um, well, not not a whole lot yet, but tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, HB 961, our assault weapons ban, goes up uh, on the floor in the state Senate. Yeah, Merry Christmas. How about that? Yeah, well, we're reaping what uh, what the the electorate sowed this past November. So what do you, what do you, uh, you get any feedback? What's, uh, you hearing anything? You work at a gun shop too. So are people coming in and, and hand ringing or what's going on? 
Well, really the most disheartening thing other than uh, what I've been hearing so far, you know, the, the usual stuff, is that people come in having not read the bill and wanting to have an intelligent conversation about it. And I'm all for informing people, but it gets a little bit frustrating when, when people don't actually know what the verbiage of the bill is. Yeah. Boy, that sounds, Joe, does that sound familiar at all? <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to activism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might as well. You know, honestly, um, Sam, I, I would, uh, and I've actually done this, I would just print up like four bullet points uh, and just start carrying around with you, man. Just here. <laughs> here. I sure would like to, but I've actually been considering, uh, seriously considering putting it on a whiteboard because this thing has changed so many times already. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. A lot of people ask me about, you know, hey, what's going on with this law, that law? I honestly, in California, I don't start paying attention to the details um, until uh, somewhere around September, October, because they really do. They, they move them around a lot, and suddenly it's this, and next thing you know, it's that, and yeah, it's yeah. like you got to check your uh, stock market, your uh, fantasy sports or whatever, check the updates on the anti-gun bills. <laughs> exactly. All that good stuff. Yeah, and what's bad about that is you'll discover when they start doing this stuff, like it is out here, it's like one misstep and now you've committed a crime or you've done this or you've done that and you didn't even know the thing changed. Oh, definitely. And um, it's, yeah. But what they should be doing is not coming to the gun shop and asking you or, you know, having some discussion about the bill. They should be out there supporting a candidate who's going to run against uh, whoever, you know, and, and undo all this stuff. I mean, knowing, knowing about a bill is not activism. So, you know, give them a, give them, ask them, you know, what are you doing to reverse this? Not, you know, I don't want you to understand the bill. I want you to reverse it, you know? Anyway. All right. I'm off my soapbox. You ready for your uh, trivia question? Yeah, let's have it. All right, my friend, every week we have a segment called Stump My Nephew, where we ask my nephew, Sam, um, a question, and if we use your question, you get a t-shirt. If you stump him, you get a hat along with that t-shirt. Yeah, very nice. He is very, very rarely stumped, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. This is an interesting question. They, I'm not even sure about... Tomorrow's President's Day, right? So yeah. this question is vaguely related it's firearms related and it's presidentially related and i'm not quite sure it's in the best of taste but here we go (laughs) joanne from san marcos writes in she wants to know uh what firearm was used by uh john wilkes booth um i don't know the make i know it was a derringer of some sort what caliber you know, I'm not sure. I would guess 36 because that was a pretty common uh, caliber at the time, but I, I really can't say. Well, it was a Derringer. You're absolutely right, but it was a 44 caliber Derringer, believe it or not. In my second guess, probably. Which sounds amazing because you think of Derringers as these little tiny things, right? That would hurt. Yeah, but it actually, back then, he, he was making standard-sized pistols. The Henry Derringer was. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, John Wilkes Booth used a Henry Derringer in forty four caliber um, to do a horrible, heinous act against our uh, probably our best American president, uh, or at least the uh, top two uh side note um one of the many people uh you probably don't know this sam but one of the many people that were you know they went around after the president was assassinated and they just started grabbing people and you're in on it you're in on it so there was a guy that worked at ford's theater 
um, that uh, he was actually like like a maintenance guy. <laughs> the janitor. And, yeah, like the janitor. And they grabbed this guy and said, you're in on it. In fact, one of the people that, that was uh, punished was a guy, his last name was Mud. He was a doctor. And John Wilkes Booth uh, you know, was injured and stopped you know and, and got help from this doctor and dr mud patched him up and that's why they now say hey you're you're, you're you know you're as good as your name's sure. mud now because you know didn't he break a leg or something? broke a leg you know yeah. but one of the guys edmund spangler who you are related to sam edward ned spangler was the uh he was basically the maintenance guy at ford's theater and he was one of the people that got uh, uh you know called up into this and uh, he's originally from pennsylvania and if you go to uh, pennsylvania uh there's a lot there are a lot of references to the spangler family and you are distantly distantly related to edmund spangler went by ned so there you go there's your trivia for there's that. your trivia good to know 20, all right thanks 23 and me yeah, congratulations! You're 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 uh, related to a guy who got hanged for uh, you know assassinating a president, <laughs> and, he, and he and he really didn't do it. He didn't do it. He really didn't have anything to do with it. Well, I've uh, lost a lot of people on both family trees before their times, but that was uh, many decades ago. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how's work? How's the atmosphere? Um, I mean, work is okay in in so far as uh, I can say that. The day before, the the most restrictive gun law this state has ever seen goes uh, goes out on the floor. Um, so I, I frankly I don't even know if I'll have a job in a few months, but we'll see. I'll wow. play it by ear. Wow! Well, you can always come out here and work with us. Uh, I'll take a rain check on that. Well, you don't want to come to California? I'd rather stay and fight. Yeah. Oh, I love the way you think. Same here. That's the way to do it. All right, buddy. Well, thanks a million for uh, calling in, and uh, let's rip them up next week. There you go. I got half of that one. We're giving you partial credit. Yes, you did. Oh, absolutely. Partial credit. We're going to give Joanne from San Marcos a uh, T-shirt. Half a a shirt. Yeah, and half a hat. We'll give her the hat, but we're keeping the bill. Yeah, keep the bill. (laughs) That way she can wear it any way she wants. Yeah, it's like a beanie. That's a beanie. Yeah, cut it in half. There you go. Thanks, buddy. Say hi to the family. Well, they're right here, so you just did. There you go. All right. All right, folks. Uh, you know, we're getting close to the end. And I, before we do that, I always like to thank all our sponsors. Firearms Legal Protection. Can't do it without them. San Diego County Gun Owners. One of the reasons we do what we do. You need to join sdcgo.org. Ten bucks. Do it. I'll loan you the money. <laughs> CCWUSA at ccwusa.com. U.S. Law Shield at uslawshield.com. Callie Key. K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Prime Prima Mortgage, P-R-I-M-E-R-E-S, primeres.com, backslash alpine.com. That's Chris Wiley. Yes, indeedy. Gatsky, Dillon, and Balance, LLP, CAFirearmsLaw.com, The Gun Range San Diego, TheGunRangeSanDiego.com, A.O. Sword Firearms Store at AOSword.com, and I can't thank Lance, Michael, Joe, and Sam, and for sure, Brendan Thomas, our board op, for all the support and all the help. We have a great time doing it. Probably one of the fastest two hours in radio you're ever going to see. And if you missed a show or you want to share a show with a friend, go to gunsportsradio.com. All our podcasts are there. All our up-to-dates there. And definitely go check out Joe Dramisi's blog over at uh, sdcgo.org. He does it weekly. If you don't read it, you'll hurt his feelings, and you don't want him to be upset with you. 
And don't forget to gun prompts coming up May 16th, I think. Yeah, that's when it is. And who's our guest next week? You have a. Uh, next week we're having uh, somebody. You just you just stumped me. I just stumped you. Ah, you don't get a hat. We got a really amazing guest next week. Do you so. remember who it is? I don't remember offhand. Either. Where's the spreadsheet when you I need did, it? That the spreadsheet. And FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. <laughs> This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.